Okie dokie, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another edition of the Prairie Dumpster Podcast with your host, me, Tyler Penner. Prairie Dumpster, of course, being the uh, 419,869th best podcast in the goddamned universe. And I've got the stats to prove it. Um, we have been taking a nosedive in the ratings. Uh, we lost Patreon subscribers, which is bizarre. It's bizarre that we lost a Patreon subscriber in the form of uh, one Tim Gray. Recently divorced, freshly destitute Tim Gray said, fuck you, you're not even doing episodes on the Patreon, why am I giving you $5 a month? To which I responded, hey, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I'm sorry, Patreon, I don't know what to tell you, okay? Give me a fucking break here, please, people. I'm trying my best, goddammit. I had a friend once in a comedy meeting. We had, we had a... TV show called The Week Thus Far, and uh, we were all sitting there in the round table, and uh, the very wise, the very funny Ryan Ash once said, you know, Tyler, you'd be really funny if you gave even fucking 60%, <laughs> and um, truer words have never been spoken, and that's why now I always give 60%, always, never 100, that's too much, that's just flexing, you're just bragging at that point. But always 60. Um, but yeah, no hard feelings to Tim Gray, my good buddy, who is... Uh, I'm just kidding, of course. He's crushing in life. He can't not crush. That's Tim for you. He just can't not crush. He tries not to crush, but it's just not happening. Even when he tries not to crush, he's just crushing it. So thanks, Tim. No hard feelings. But we are taking a nosedive in the, in the ratings. However, we picked up another YouTube subscriber, which brings my total up to 22. 23, sorry. So, I don't know what to tell you. Look out, Pootie Pie. Look out, uh, fucking Mr. Beast. All right? Look out, uh, I don't know, one of those East Indian channels with 14 billion subscribers. Look out. Look the fuck out. Prairie Dumpster's on the scene now. We're part of the YouTubing community. Part of the YouTube Keemstar's drama alert. Look out. That's where we are. Oh, yeah, we're on the radar. We're on everybody's radar. We're getting into the drama. We're learning about, um, you know, the Logans or what are the Pauls, the Paul brothers. We're learning about uh, who's another YouTube per personality? Famous. Who's that Pawns lady who's just fucking terrible? YouTube stars. Give me a list. List of YouTubers. That's going to be crazy. 20 of the most popular YouTubers to look out for in 2024. Number one, Prairie Dumpster. Yeah. Made the list. Hell yeah. There's one of my, uh, there's one of my 22 subscribers. Um, YouTube's top earners. Number one, Mr. Beast. Earnings. 54 million? Are you fucking, What? Isn't that dickhead just going around, just giving people cars and shit? How is he still making that money? Total views, 35 billion. 
dude. Jake Paul, 45 million earnings. There was a wicked YouTube channel called um, Nerd Science or something. Nerd, Nerd City. Nerd City. At legit great YouTube channel. They I don't they barely make videos anymore. Uh, even though they just came out with one yesterday. Okay, sick. Now I got something to watch. Uh, let's see. The worst YouTuber of all time. See, they do good shit. They go around and they expose YouTubers for photoshopping, for um, you know, shady marketing practices, uh, for marketing to kids, just generally being pieces of shit. Nerd City, really good expose channel. And there's way too many YouTube channels exposing other YouTubers who are just trying to create something. YouTubers are just trying to, some people are just trying to create shit and other people are getting on there and just shitting on them. This is not one of them. They've got legitimate gripes and they expose people to legitimate lies and legitimately being um, not good, not healthy, not, not, they're, they're harmful people. Like they went through all of Jake Paul's shit and how pretty much his whole demographic was eight-year-old boys to fucking 12-year-old boys and they just went through the list of how Jake Paul knows this and how he's been marketing to it and how A, that's fucking super illegal, uh, B, um, how weird it is that he's he knows who his demographic is and he's still doing weird shit like weird sexual shit like his dad he got his dad to make out with his girlfriend or something. I don't know. And that, I'm not knocking Jake Paul. Just his YouTube channel. Jake Paul, the boxer. I, the Paul brothers. Great personalities. Logan. Fantastic wrestler. Um, so no knock against them. But anyways, Nerd City does a good job of exposing these people. They had one, and it's a great video. You need to see it, where uh, it's the worst dad on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel called Daddy of Five back in the day. And it was a comedy channel. But when, and he had a ton of subscribers, but when a few smart people looked at it, they're like, oh, wait, this is just child abuse. <laughs> this guy was literally just getting his kids to kick the shit out of each other for views, and they were doing it. Um, and, and it was really fucked up and entertaining. I mean, at the end of the day, can we just say that? Um, but no, uh, daddy of five. So anyways, Nerd City doing the Lord's work. Um, uh, but they're not even close to this list. Number three, Murky Plier, $38 million. Number four, Good Mythical Morning. Number five, Like Nastia, Ryan's World, Ninja, Perfect, Ninja again, Preston. I don't know who any of these people are. I'm a fucking boomer. I'm a boomer. I don't know any of these YouTube companies. Millions and millions and millions of people following these people on YouTube. I have never heard of them. And do you know what that's like in today's day and age? That's like me never like hearing like, hey, you going to see the new Leo DiCaprio movie? Who Who's that? Who is that? fuck are you talking about who's leonardo dicaprio i don't know i don't watch the movies like it, it's i should be up on this 
especially if I want to join the list of popular YouTube personalities. The thing is, this podcast in itself uh, is not going to make the cut. I need to start coming up with YouTube content to boost our fucking ratings. From 37 subscribers on Spotify to 38. From 23 subscribers on YouTube to 24. From 14 plays on Apple Podcasts to 15 plays. How do I get next level? How does one raise the bar for themselves? How does one level up? Now, a lot of people would say, well, you just put the work in and you work really hard. I'm calling bullshit. We don't do work around here. We're not working. We're not putting in work. We're not putting in any effort. We need an angle where we can trick the kids. And we need to grab them. We need to hook them somehow. So we need massive jugs. That's number one. Nothing will get a boy's attention. Like a heaving set of knockers. Nothing can command a hand to a fucking like, comment, and subscribe button quicker than a giant set of dangling milkers. So that's first and foremost. So we should actually look up um, internet models here. Internet models with obscenely giant hooters. Okay, hooters. All right, wow. Wow, a lot of results under Google Images. Whew, plenty of results, wow. You know, uh, we should just pause the podcast for a second. Just for a second, I just want to check something out here quickly. I'm just kidding. Uh, so we'll get the danglers there, but obviously um, giant... Um, Giant taters aren't going to command attention too long. So that's when you need to hit them. You, 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 if you walk a, a 14 year old boy into a room of boobies, uh, he'll look around for a bit and you'll be like, oh, how? But that'll wear off. All right. The boobies are just to bring them in the door. You see that with a lot of YouTube thumbnails, those giant tats, it, they're just to get the guy through the door. Then right behind the door, you need some sort of VLT slash craps table. Some sort of gambling mechanism that can actually addict the person. And that's what we need. So we need some sort of gambling video game. Or some sort of gambling system. So I'm going to go gambling VLT... For sale. VLT in Winnipeg. How much are these things? Casino VLT Marquee Jackpot Jungle. 25 bucks? Oh shit. That's got to be just for the sign. 
Danfoss Automation VLT Drive. Um, how much would it cost to buy a slot machine? Here you go. If you have any plans on opening up a casino or are just genuinely curious, then you might be wondering how much a slot machine costs. The answer is that price ranges from anywhere from $500 to $25,000. Okay, so we're going to need to start. I don't have that money. I don't have that capital. And I sure as fuck don't have any investors. I've got a business plan. I've got, I've really put my heart into demonstrating to various investors, both mom and dad, why this podcast uh, is going to be uh, the source of their wealth. Okay. My mom's little rinky dink nursing degree, that's not going to feed the family for too long. All right. Who are, we, who are we trying to impress with that? Right, my dad's a fledgling uh, painting company. It, dude, we're about to go to World War Three. That's not going to be sustainable. Construction will slow as soon as those nukes start drop uh, launching. So, the um, only real future is that uh, this podcast. Um, but they refuse to believe in it, and they refuse to invest in it. And as such, I don't have the money to buy this VLT machine. So. Uh, we're going to need to start a GoFundMe. Now it's $25,000. Okay. I've got 23 subscribers on YouTube. Now, if you all donate, all my subscribers on YouTube, if you guys all donate $1,000, that's only $2,000 left. You split that $2,000 between the 23 of you. Now we got ourselves a slot machine. And now you guys have a ton of entertainment playing this slot machine. And I, um, <clears throat> you know, I just continue to deliver good content. Okay, so we got the giant jugs. We've got the slot machine. Um, and now we need to... The thing about that, too, is that like gambling and um, uh, borderline pornography, uh, while they're fun and entertaining and can hold someone's attention, after a while, people, they, they want to seek a deeper meaning in life. You understand? Jugs and massive gambling winnings, they don't fill a person's soul. So you want to do that. So we need to make people f think that they're feeling good. For instance, that, um, that, that all the um, breasts uh, that are just littered over the Prairie Dumpster brand, uh, they're actually all homeless. You understand? They're all homeless. Um, they weren't homeless before they worked for us, but we made them homeless. Now we can, um, you know, uh, sure, we ruin their life, but now we're going to do the process of rebuilding their life. We're going to rebuild these hooters' life. And you know what? That's going to make people feel good. Every time you stare at these breasts and you click on the link or the subscribe button because of these breasts, a dollar go to those breasts. You understand? And so now... The people, the fans, they've got money, they've got jugs, and they've got uh, a, a warm, fuzzy feeling, you know, that they're doing good work. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we got a fucking brand going. So that's the short and long-term business plan of this podcast. Breasts, gambling, feeling good about, uh, breasts, gambling, meaning, all right? That's what you need, all right? We're about jerking it, we're about gambling it, and we're about finding meaning in it. You understand? 
That's what this podcast is all about. So anyways, that's the plan. That's the plan to get this podcast off the goddamn ground and make up for the fucking Tim Grays of the world who are jumping ship already. You piece of shit. I'll remember this for as long as I live, you motherfucker. The day that you fucked me over and left that Patreon all because what? I hadn't recorded an episode in six months? (laughs) That's cool. Okay. 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 All right, Tim. You want to play it like that? We can play it like that. Hey, I'm down to play. I can play, Tim. I can play. Um, personal life, things are going okay. The stone inside me is still going boop, beep, boop. And I'm still like, uh, uh, yeah. Hey, (laughs) that's my life these days. Um, But other than that, things are going good. I got frustrated last night, though. I was at Underdogs, Underdogs Sports Bar, hosting a Jets game. There was no one there. I mean, there were some people there, and they were having a good time. But um, for the most part, it was a... uh, it was a cold night in Winnipeg. Let's just face that. It was a cold, frosty night. It wasn't even that cold, but it felt cold. The vibes were cold. The vibes were cold. City was cold. Somewhere in the city, there was a domestic squabble going on. You could just smell it. Uh, somewhere, there was a cat who was just walking around. And normally, the cat, he's all business. He's finding mice. He's finding things to eat. And he's looking for garbage bags to rip open. But on this one night, the cat was looking at the moon. And he's like, man, I wish I had a home. And just those sad vibes were just floating in the air. You could feel it. You could feel it. Somewhere there's a domestic violence incident. Somewhere there's a lonely cat. It was just a lonely night in Winnipeg. And that's what makes Winnipeg good. That emotional grit that we have. Um, but then this... Uh, uh, this table of four came in and um, they walked in and then the waitress was like showing them the seating arrangement and they weren't like talking to the waitress. They were just kind of like looking at themselves like, do you want to sit here or no? But they weren't even talking to each other. So finally they decided, no, no, let's go back there. But they were doing it all with hand gestures. And honestly, my first impression was like, oh, they're a little hoity-toity. They won't even give the server the time of day. They won't even, they're not even talking to each other. Like they think that they're so cool that they don't even need to communicate verbally. They can just like, what? You're just going to, okay. You're just going to, you're, you're, you've transcended verbal communication. Now you're just doing hand signals and eye gestures. It's a little fucking, I was like, okay, tone it down. But then I came to realize later that, uh, that they were deaf. All of them were deaf. They were all super deaf. And I went over to the table and tried to explain the game to them. Um, And I have known at this point that they were deaf because what you're supposed to do with the game is is that you write your name down on a piece of paper, right? And uh, you put it in the bin of either the hockey team A or hockey team B. And every time hockey team A scores, I reach into the bucket. I draw a name. If it's your name, you come up, you spin the wheel. The wheel spins. You might win some free prizes. You might not. 
blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. It's a fun time. But then someone handed me these papers and uh, they said like, it was like Tyrell. And then in brackets, it said deaf. And then, it, and then there was like Judia. And it was like in brackets, deaf. And in my moron brain, for some reason, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just go talk to them and I'll explain the game to them. I'll just go over there and I'll just, yeah. Oh, they're deaf? Okay, I'll get through to them. Yeah, no, it, it was hard for you. You can communicate with them. I'll go over there and we'll build up some sort of rapport using our eyes and then they'll know what I'm talking about. So I went over to their table and I was like, hey guys, we are going to come to you if you win. Okay, so fill them papers out, write your name down on the paper, and then we'll come to you when you win and spin the wheel. And I thought, hey, that was pretty good. But then to a deaf person, this is what they saw. So the, and so the girl was just like, yeah, all right, cool. She just gave me the thumbs up, which to deaf people is like, I can't hear you. Fuck off. This is not happening between us. So I left and I was like, man, this, like, it really, I got to tell you, it kind of opened up my eyes to some sort of accessibility issues. You know, it is kind of bullshit. I'm like, these people are deaf, so what? I can't fucking talk to them. I can't talk to them now. We're, I'm just not allowed to talk to them because they can't hear. How do they, how's it not? I mean, maybe there is an app and they just didn't want to talk to me. That is a poss, not even a possibility. It's a probability. No, that happened. They had an app. They could easily talk to me. They chose not to. That's fine. But for me personally, I should have an app where I open my app and it says, hey, deaf app, you want to talk to deaf people? Even if they don't want to talk to you, use this app and you can uh, just assault them with a barrage of unwanted, unwarranted conversation. You can just smack them with it. I should have an app like that. And it pissed me off that I had no way of communicating with these people. So finally I figured, oh, hey, oh, that's right. They should. Deaf people can read. You know what I mean? So I started writing on a piece of paper and I explained the rules of the game and then they seemed to be friendly. And I rigged the shit out of the contest. Those deaf people were going to win and they did win. I didn't rig it for technical purposes. I didn't rig it. Off the record, I rigged it because I wanted to somehow include these deaf people because I was just a step. I was just, it was pissing me off. Though. I, I, my mind was spiraling away. The entire night, it's just like the weight of their disability, if, you're, if I'm allowed to say that, the weight of that disability finally like fucking, it hit me through this conversation that like, man, they're just sitting there and no one can communicate. This is bullshit. This is such a bullshit barrier between us. How has technology not worked on that yet? How have we not come to the point where some fucking scientist, I mean, maybe they are, they're working on it, you know, ear implants, you hear a lot of, see a lot of those YouTube videos. Sometimes when I want to cry, I'll YouTube videos where um, a deaf person can hear for the first time and they're like, uh -huh. and then I'm at home going, uh -huh. 
And then I close the window and I order Wendy's and I go to my room and I masturbate and I forget about all of it. But um, I don't know, man. It's it's moving a little slow, isn't it? Isn't that technology moving slow? We always brag about all this AI shit. What about that shit? How are there still deaf people? That's what I'm saying. How are there still blind people? How have we not fixed this yet? Maybe I'm arrogant and I'm not realizing how complicated of a problem it is. But I don't know, man. If I can go on ChatGPT and I can get Stone Cold Steve Austin to write me a screenplay in the words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but set in, you know, uh, the age of antiquity. So it's a conversation between Socrates, Plato, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. ChatGPT could write that for me right now. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's get that. I just made that up, and we're going we're gonna to put this to the test. Because if ChatGPT can do this, there's no reason why it shouldn't be able to let deaf people hear or let me talk to deaf people, even if they don't want to talk to me. That's what pissed me off. All right. I can trap anyone in conversation. These deaf people are walking around with a get out of jail free card. That's not cool. <laughs> Fuck that. You're going to talk to me. All right. I'm going to make small talk about the weather. You're going to listen to it and you're going to engage back because that's what society says you have to do. All right. Those are the rules. Just because you're deaf, you don't get a free pass. Fucking people. Anyways, uh, Hey, chatbot. Okay. Uh, give me a second. I'm going to... I have a fucking microphone stand. What am I doing here? Ridiculous. Fucking thing. Fuck you. Can you give me a small sample... Of a conversation that might take place between Socrates, Plato, and Stone Cold Steve Austin on the topic of deaf people. Certainly, let's imagine a playful hypothetical conversation between Socrates, Plato, and Stone Cold Steve Austin on the topic of dead, deaf people. God, I love ChatGPT. Chatbot is the greatest thing. Okay, so Socrates goes, Greetings, esteemed friends. Today, let us delve into the nature of communication and understanding. What say you, Plato, among the deaf among us? Plato goes, Ah, Socrates, an intriguing topic indeed. The ability to communicate transcends spoken words. However, for the deaf, the challenge lies in the absence of sound. How can knowledge be transmitted without the melody of language? And Stone Cold goes, Well, let me tell you something, Socrates and Plato. It don't matter if you hear someone or not. Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin knows how to get his point across with a simple what? <laughs> Fuck yeah, chatbot. Socrates goes, what you say, Stone Cold? An interesting linguistic device, but does it not neglect the nuances of meaningful dialogue? Plato says, Socrates raises a valid point. Language is a vessel for thought. 
and its richness lies in the diversity of expression. Can we truly grasp the depths of ideas without the symphony of words? Now listen here, fellas. Sometimes actions speak louder than words. Stone Cold might not be a philosopher, but a well-placed stunner can communicate a whole lot. Wouldn't you agree? Socrates goes, actions indeed have their own language. Perhaps, Stone Cold, you have uncovered a truth that transcends the limitations of spoken words. Plato goes, a fascinating perspective. It seems our friend Stone Cold has provided a unique entry point to the understanding the essence of communication beyond the audible. And then Chatbot always gives his pussy disclaimer. He goes, of course, this is just a playful and fictional scenario combining the historical. He always has to do a disclaimer that like, hey, don't just because you heard Stone Cold and Socrates talking, don't light a car on fire or something. But anyways, so that's the um, if ChatGPT can do that, you know, I don't see why we don't have devices where deaf people can hear and uh, communicate with the outside world. That seems like a barrier that doesn't need to be there anymore. So I don't know what you fucking scientists are working on. Maybe take, maybe take, sorry, excuse me. Maybe take some of these billions of fucking dollars of profit that Coca-Cola and um, Pepsi and big oil and crypto. And this is a fucking, sorry for the bleeding heart preaching message here. But these people, they're making trillions of dollars in profits every goddamn year. Why don't we have a tax that says, okay, there's a necessity tax. There's people, there's deaf people out here. So get your fucking crews together and your trillions of dollars, and we're going to put that towards making sure that they can hear now. You're going to fix a fucking problem while you're making all this money hand over fist. We're going to let the deaf people hear, okay? That's what you're going to give back. You've given us an obesity epidemic, diabetes type 2, and a fucking shit ton of rotting teeth. Thank you for that, Coca-Cola. Now, you're going to let deaf people hear. We're going to take a chunk of that money and we're going to put it towards deaf research. Deal? It doesn't matter if it's a deal or not. It's fucking happening. Same thing with the blind people. You know? They should have at least headphones that can um, be paired with like a Google Glass that can at least, at the very least, video, audio, um, you know, audio, you know, what do they call those movies? This movie is available in audio described format or whatever. So you should be able to have a pair of glasses you can walk around like this. It's like Google glasses. But the guy inside is blind as shit. He can't see anything. But the glasses are seeing everything. And then they've got a little earphone in here. And it's like, yeah, they're, you're looking at some fucking dipshit do a podcast in a fucking iPhone 14 Pro. He's looking at himself. Now he's looking at the camera lens. He always fucks that up. Now he's looking at his tripod his bizarre desk all right now there's a laptop in front of you he's looking at some chat gpt thing now he's looking at his coffee yeah there's the coffee now you're bringing it closer to your face Mmm, that felt good now he's looking at his vape now he's looking at his other vape now he's looking at his backup vape wow this guy's got a lot of vapes that's what it should be and who's on the hook for this any company that has made more than uh any company who has made more than, let's say, a billion dollars in profit for a year, you have to give a cut of that. I'm sorry, you do. Why? The companies are going to move. 
They're gonna move to Kyrgyzstan. So fuck it. Move to Kyrgyzstan then. Go fuck. But you're not selling your product in this country unless you fucking contribute to real world problems here. You fucking assholes, man. Let's see. Coca Cola. Profits per year. Coca-Cola gross profit for the 12 months ending June 30th, 2023 was $25.832 billion. So, And that's just profit. So they didn't break even. It's not like they had, you know, but think about all the operating expenses. No, no. These are profits. $25 billion, man. It's insane. The, the amount of money, dude. I'm like... Like, I can't... Apple. Let's see Apple. Net income. Net income, $94.76 billion. So $95 billion. Microsoft, $72 billion. Alphabet Inc., Google, $60 billion. Uh, this is net income now, right? Net. Commercial Bank of China, $52 billion. Net income, $51 billion. $50.96 billion. Now, I'm not a business major. I don't know business, and but it seems like every time you point out, like, man, you guys are making a shit ton of money, not really putting a lot back. You know what I mean? Is this focusing? You better focus, you fucker. A lot of people in the business side of things tend to say, a lot of people in the business side of things, they tend to say, well, yeah, but they got shareholders they're responsible for. They're responsible for the shareholders. They have to ensure this profit to keep the stock price up. And maybe they do. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is that these... These deaf people should be able to hear. They're not even here. Or at least have tools available to them free of charge where I can go up to them and make interrupt their dinner and have conversations with them and get to know them, even if they don't want to know me. I should be able to go up to them and be like, hey, how are those wings? Would you get salt and pepper? Live a little, buddy. Get a sauce. They should have to hear that. <laughs> and they, I don't know, those deaf people get away with murder. It's not fair. It's not fair to the people who can hear and, and have to hear that. You understand? This is bullshit. Anyways. Same thing with accessibility. Like people in wheelchairs, man. People in wheelchairs... Not to, this is a bleeding heart podcast. I don't care. People in wheelchairs, especially in Winnipeg, man, holy shit, they get the shaft. First of all, any business with a that has stairs, that's just off limits now. Unless you have an elevator, like a rumors restaurant and comedy club, huh? Accessible as fuck. That place is packed with people who have no legs. All right, and they're happy as shit listening to my jokes. Um. But any place, any like old character building with stairs, the, 
wheelchair people are like, all right, guess I can't do that. Again, Apple, Google, build some robot legs and start strapping them to people. I mean, there's no re. Why are what are we doing? I don't get it, man. And not only that, but Winnipeg in general. All right, people in wheelchairs are pretty much um, they're frozen all winter because as soon as the first snowfall hits, these sidewalks in this city are completely, um, you know, impassable. Even for people with legs, it's a fucking real challenge. It's super tricky. Ice patch there, giant ruts here. Oh, wow, look, the path just goes into the grass for a bit here. Oh, cool, neat. The sidewalk ended. No one knew. Now we're in the mud. Oh, neat. Cool. Look, look, there's giant uh, patches of ice. And then if you don't slip and break your back on them, you fall through. There's water under there. Neat. And these are the sidewalks. And our, in 2023, about to be 2024, our best answer to this is, I don't know, throw some fucking sand on it. Throw some sand. We're getting into quantum computing. We're getting into like, uh, you know, to the point where literally uh, we can, you know, transfer data from here to fucking Timbuktu a gigabit a second. Yet you haven't developed some sort of chemical that can be sprayed onto a sidewalk before the first snowfall and keep that sidewalk free of you know, snow and ice. I might be talking on my ass here, right? This is a moron's take on what's wrong. This is a real boomer episode. I don't give a fuck. How have the Germans not come up with anything yet? I saw this little report on on German in, in engineering, you know what I mean? They made like this uh, porous concrete where literally it's concrete, but then it rains and the water just goes through it. The water was just going through the concrete. The concrete was a sponge. It was a concrete sponge. And cars were driving on it, but water but at the same time, every time it rained, the concrete was like and it was just absorbing the fucking rain into the concrete. Why don't we have that for sidewalks and snow? How has someone not tackled this yet? I'm throwing out patent ideas. Figure it out. No, but it has to be financially viable. Fuck all that. Add it to the debt. Debt is made up. Why aren't we just heaping this shit onto the debt pile? You know? We're never paying any of this shit off. No one's going to pay China back. We're done. Debt is over. Stop pretending like it's real and like we have to pay this money back. We don't. It's just numbers on a spreadsheet. So let's break out the fucking alien concrete technology already. Our roads are still here in Winnipeg. We have an 80 degree swing. We go from plus 40 to minus 40 every year. So the roads are just cracking. They're just cracking in half every year. Expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. The concrete can't handle it. How has someone not developed some sort of concrete with any sort of elasticity? This is an oversimplified take. You have a pile of concrete, dump some fucking melted rubber in that. Do something. Make something happen. 
Take a chance. It's bullshit that people in wheelchairs can't wheel around Winnipeg during the winter. Because I'm out there and I'm walking and it's cold out and I've got small talk to make. So what? They're not going to hear it just because they're in a wheelchair? They don't get the fucking small talk, Tyler Penner treatment? That's bullshit again. Deaf people getting off scot-free. People in wheelchairs getting off scot-free. I'm over it, dude. A lot of people missing out. It's getting annoying. Anywho. I was thinking about organizing this thing because we were talking yesterday about the bar that I was at being like a little slow and how everything's a little slow now. Not a lot of people going out. Everyone's fucking broke. Everyone's at home eating Mr. Noodles and, uh, you know, licking salt out of the palm of their hand because everyone's like, that's weird. I don't have any fucking money. I can't pay for rent this month because I bought a block of cheese. It was the cheese or the rent. I went for the cheese. And I guess that's on me, but I wanted that cheese. Shouldn't I be able to have rent and cheese at the same time? And right now the economy is saying no. You get the rent or you get the cheese. And a lot of people like me are picking, picking the cheese. And I don't know. It's weird. It's annoying. It's very annoying that everyone's broke. And that everything costs expensive. Everything costs expensive. That's what I just said. Fuck me. University grad right here. Two degrees. It costs expensive. Um, I went to Safeway the other day. I tried to buy a chocolate bar. It cost $417. And it was only after I shot three employees that I realized, yeah, you can't afford to just walk in and buy a chocolate bar anymore. Every fucking purchase is now a decision. Do I buy gum? Should I buy gum? Should I buy that Dentine Sub-Zero Glacier Mint Ice Gum? It's $1.59. And that's a can of, that's that's half a can of corned beef and hash. Um, corned beef hash. That's half a can of corned beef hash. Which is a meal now. Should I buy the gum? I'll either have corned beef hash breath or I'll have fresh breath with no corned beef hash in my system. Now, I need to lose weight, so this whole recession thing is actually good for me. It's I'm cutting down the pounds. Because really, um, yeah, vegetables are pretty, they're cheaper than I thought they were. You can go in, you can buy a potato, it costs you like a buck twelve. You take that home, let's say you have a bit of butter, you, you boil the potato, and then you cut it up, and then you fry up that potato, you've got a plate of hash browns. <laughs> I live a sad life, but that's what I'm eating for dinner. And let me tell you, one potato, you're good to go. But it's annoying that I can't, I mean, 
eventually these companies are going to have to realize that like, hey, these people are so broke, they're not buying shit anymore. We should give them some money so that they can buy our stuff. Because we want money and we've got um, shareholders to respond to the shareholders. And as such, we should give them all a shit ton of money so that they can... Or we need to raise their wages. Wouldn't that be crazy if they raised wages? It wouldn't be crazy for me. I'm not even working right now. But still. Anyways, but I was thinking about organizing this thing where... Oh, God. Where we... um, National Don't Buy Anything Day. I think I'm going to do that. National Don't Buy Anything Day. International Don't Buy Anything Day. Just for one day. Nobody buys a goddamn thing. Just for one day. Everybody in the world, as many people as we can get, we just don't buy anything. Just one day, no one buys a fucking thing. Everyone drinks water. Everyone eats what they have at home. No one goes out to lunch. No one even buys coffee. Okay? Everyone just sits at home and doesn't buy anything doesn't go on amazon doesn't go on whatever just for a day and i know for a fact well i don't know for a fact but i have a theory that like yeah even if we got a bunch of people on board people would stock up for that one day so the sales of the day before don't buy anything day they would more than make up for what was lost on Don't Buy Anything Day. It would be the new Black Friday. Everyone, these companies would be like, man, I'm worried about this Don't Buy Anything Day until Don't Buy Anything Day Eve came around. And they were like, holy fuck, dude, this is this is, this is better than Christmas. Hey, yeah, don't buy anything, people. Lay off. <laughs> you know, and then... It would defeat its own purpose. But it would be cool to organize that. Maybe I can organize it and get some money out of it. I'll organize it. I'll make people feel good. We have to give power back to the people. And then um, and then I'll ask for donations. That I'll say I'll donate to the less fortunate. This guy. This guy. Even though I'm not the less fortunate. I am the above average fortunate. Holy shit, am I fortunate. As far as like pure fortune goes, pure random universal chance and luck and just fucking dumb uh, windfalls, I am the king. I am the king. And not just like lottery winner king, because those guys always get shafted. Those guys, when they win the lottery... They're like, holy fuck, I want $20 million. It's time for a party. That was an Asian. That was a moron. Sorry, that, that bordered on Asian. That's not what I was going for. Um, but yeah, they always go too hard. They don't know what to do with $20 million. So they, they're like, yo, I'll buy all my friends' trucks, and I'll buy all my friends' barbecues, and then I'm going to take all my friends to Bora Bora, and then I'm going to take all my other friends to Bora Bora. And then I'm going to go buy a house in Bora Bora. And then I'm going to move to Bora Bora. And then I'm going to buy all my friends in Bora Bora trucks. And then I'll bring all the trucks to Bora Bora. And then I'm going to go to Bora Bora. And I'm going to buy all my friends' houses in Bora Bora. 
And after a while, once the Bora Bora government, what, is, what the fuck even is Bora Bora? What is Bora Bora? It's an island in the French Polynesian. Oh, wow. It is Bora Bora is beautiful. Wow, no shit. All right, yeah, Bora Bora. If you're going to win the lottery, go to Bora Bora. Looks great. I got little tiki huts on the blue water. It looks like that level in Mario Kart, Koopa Troopa level, where you're just booting it through the shallow water. Fuck, that was a good level. Um, but people who win the lottery, they don't know what to do with money. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't either. I'm an idiot. My windfall from the universe is even better than a lottery winner's because I, it's been parsed out to me in slow little chunks. A little rent payment here, a little surprise money over there. Oh, hey, this guy's got a good deal on a car. Oh, hey, this guy's got this. Oh, hey, this guy's got that. You understand? It, I'm very, it's like, uh, it's like I'm a trust funded baby, except my dad is fortune and the universe. But he's smart. He's not an idiot. He doesn't, he doesn't want to raise no uh, dickhead rich kid. Because kids who grow up rich, oof, oof, 90% fail rate on kids who grew up rich. There's very few, very few uh, solid people uh, to come out of families with money. I think I know a few. I think I know a couple of guys who actually came from decent money um, and are still all right. I know the couple that are. But I've also met a few people who come from money. Real pieces of shit. Hard to say. It's a real crapshoot. Depends on the person. Anywho. Uh, yeah, that's just about the podcast. I feel like it's been preachy. But that's okay. Once in a while, it's okay to preach once in a while. I've been doing some thinking lately about um, what this podcast is, what I want it to be, who I am, who I want to be, and who I'm going to be and what this podcast is going to be. And I don't know, man. Speaking of YouTube stars, full fucking circle, ladies and gentlemen, I watched this incredible documentary on Boogie, what's his name? Boogie 29, or something. Boogie 2988. Um, this guy did a documentary. Uh, Mike Klum did a documentary about Boogie. And man, the first little while I was doing what everyone was doing, was just pointing and laughing at this guy and being like, look at this. What a fucking... <laughs> what? This guy's a fucking loser. But at the same time, the further the documentary went on, I was kind of like, all right, this is this guy. Who are you? The mirror kind of got turned back on me. And one of the main criticisms that uh, of this Boogie 2988 um, that was raised by Moist, uh, Penguin Zero, or whatever, is that this guy's manipulative. And he'll manipulate you into trying to uh, feel sorry for him. You know what I mean? Wah, wah. It's me. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm just a fat guy who's going to die alone. Oh, man, I lost all my money. 
Man, oh man, I shouldn't have spent all that money on all those sex workers. I shouldn't have, uh, you know, wasted all the money on all these fucking toys. Oh, jeez, things were really rough. I need this money. And he kind of went into e-begging and stuff like that. But the more I watched this documentary, the more the mirror got turned on me. And I'm like, all right, well, just make sure you don't end up like this. All right. What have you been saying lately around? What have you been doing with the podcast? Because the truth is, I mean, I say that this, I, I make fun of this podcast more than anyone. Saying how shitty it is, the dead air. But I also like that part. You know what I mean? I like those parts. You need to know that when I make fun of myself or this podcast, it's all ironic. I'm the shit. I'm very talented. This podcast is great. It's going to keep getting better. And that's just how I feel about it. You need to know that that is the actual truth of it. So when I talk about how bad the podcast is, eh, that's just tongue-in-cheek keeping myself humble. I'm not trying to manipulate you. Or am I? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's something I gotta work on. God damn it, fucking people. I'm not perfect. Are you? The answer is no. And I'm not either. So anyways, kudos to this guy who made a documentary called The Dark Sad Life of Boogie2988, Mr. Mike Klum. Because you, sir have turned a mirror on me and being like, don't, any traits that you share with this guy, this guy is now an example of what not to do. And YouTube's fucking great for that. Find examples of various different lol cows, they call them, uh, for, um, of what not to do in certain situations, of how not to act, of how to show gratitude instead of trying to manipulate people. To show people that you're not an e-beggar that it's not the internet's responsibility to fucking pay for your living. To pay for your home with your now 20-year-old girlfriend. No judgment, but whatever. Boogie. And the funny thing is, is that a, a point that they were making there is that this guy who is, if you don't know him, he's 400 pounds or he's morbidly obese, but he's also got like, he had a big, he was into magic gathering. He's just a magic the gathering cards nerd. And a fairly harmless one. And, and you know, he got famous on YouTube and just through live streams and stuff started <laughs> saying some crazy shit. And um, eventually just uh, people just were like, hey, this guy's kind of a dick now. All he's talking about is money. He's talking about his woes all the time, like people on the internet. People on the internet come to watch you to get away from their own problems. They don't want to hear about your fucking problems. They don't want to hear about your bullshit. They don't want to hear about my bile stone, my stone in my bile duct. That's going, and I'm going, and it's going, and I'm going, money, please, money me now. So kudos to this documentary. It really shone the light on uh, little things that I need to do. And one of them is to stop ragging on my own goddamn podcast. And to believe. Believe in the product. Because I do believe, honestly. Even when I'm shitting on it. I'm like, this is better than fucking... Not 90%. It's better than a lot of the fucking content on anywhere. And I've been to fucking YouTube, I've been on the Spotify, I've been through the podcasts, 
all right? I've been through, uh, I've been on Twitch TV. I've seen it all, dude. This podcast can hang with any of them. As soon as people find out about it, they'll be like, oh, this is pretty good. This is not bad. This is okay. This isn't great. It's not super polished. You're right, it's not. It's raw. You understand? This is raw. Talking with a buddy. That's what this podcast is about. It's not overproduced. Oh, no, we're not doing true crime stories. There was this girl from Oklahoma, and she was walking home, and then she met David Darren Douglas, who was a disturbed individual, and he stabbed her, and he beat her, and he burned her, and he chopped her, and he shot her, and he gouged her, and he slashed her, and he raped her, and he beat her, and then he burned her, and he never got caught until five years later when another girl was walking, and he beat her, and he shot her. Fuck all that true crime shit. Bad vibes with that stuff. And we're not doing that. All right? And I don't have guests on here, all right? I'm not going to ask for guests. I mean, I'm going to start asking for guests. I'm going to start sending out emails to completely unrealistic guests. I'm going to see if Lex Friedman wants to come on this podcast. Maybe he can answer the question. Hey, why isn't there a robot that can make it so that deaf people have to listen to me accost them with small talk? Where's that fucking robot, Lex? Get on it. Stop wasting my time with your good vibe tweets. All right, where's this fucking small talk robot? These deaf people are walking around. They have no idea that I've got thoughts on the small amount of snow we've had this year and how unseasonably warm it has been. They need to hear this shit. Where's the robot for that, Lex? Yeah, I know. It's a wild ride. Life's crazy. We're all in this together. Cool. Where's the deaf robot? Where's the robot? Anyways, that's pretty much the podcast. That's the podcast today. We can wrap it up. I think it was more ranty than anything, but still good. Um, and it's going to keep getting better. You know, you see a lot of these podcasts. They're on like, all right, episode 793. I'm like, holy fuck, man. It's like an hour. I feel like I got to step this up. Maybe I'll do two podcasts a week now or something, even though I have n- I mean, I have things to say, and I can say them, but this would force me to um, find shit to say. Uh, oh, Boogie's girlfriend is already talking about swapping partners. Are you into swapping partners? I genuinely don't, especially not with Grim. Uh, well, let me tell you something. You have nothing. I've seen Grim. YouTube shorts are cancer. YouTube shorts are real AIDS. That's like an, it's just a fucking AIDS beam right to your fucking hypothalamus. As Dr. Thuberman, Andrew Thuberman, Huberman, Huber, Andrew Doberman. What's his fucking name? A guy who just loves the hippocampus. Um, anyways, yeah, he's, man, YouTube shorts are bad. 
I'm like trying to fall asleep last night. It's like 12.30, YouTube shorts, YouTube shorts. Oh, just one more, just one more, just one more, just one more. Look at the time. It's quarter after three. What have I watched? Nothing. I've watched two and a half hours of shit that would piss me off. Two and a half hours of shit that's just super lame. Two and a half hours of stuff that I'll never remember. Peaky Blinders clips. You know what I mean? They're all over the internet. TikTok, Instagram, all I get. The algorithm thinks I love the Peaky Blinders, which I probably would if I had ever watched the show. But the algorithm never gave me a chance. It has literally spoiled every big plot point through fucking 20-second clips of Tommy Shelby doing some real boss shit with that Sigma grind set music in the background. So I can't even watch the show now because I've seen all of this. And and the show, the actual episodes are an hour long. And I'm used to 30-second bangers. Completely ruined Peaky Blinders for me. Well, whatever. Anyways, that's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to... Um, I gotta say, shout out to the Safeway lasagna I had yesterday. It's like one piece of lasagna. It's for eight bucks. And I picked it up off the shelf. And the first thought I had is, I was like, this is a dumb purchase. I can't afford one piece of lasagna for eight bucks. This is a bad move. This is bad. Both health-wise financially wise and personal tastes wise this probably won't taste good this is a fuck up on three fronts it's bad for your wallet it's bad for your body and it's not gonna you know quench any cravings you have this is a terrible decision you shouldn't get this and this is what i was thinking as i put it into my basket and walked away i took it home I warmed it up in my air fryer, which, by the way, my air fryer has been a massively, massively overrated, uh, you know, it, it's just, what the fuck am I trying to fucking say? The air fryer was overrated. I bought onto the air fryer hype. Like, it's good for warming up certain shit. Some shit, it's not even good for warming up, you know? You can make potatoes and chicken and fucking everything. So what? What was I thinking? I can make that in my stove. I can pan fry 90% of this shit. I thought, well, I don't have a microwave right now. I'll get the air fryer. And I'll, I'll make all these great recipes in the air fryer. The air fryer is just a mini stove. And that's not revolutionary information. But it's like... I don't know. The thing's too small. The thing was too small to fit in the little lasagna tray yesterday. I had to take it out of the bag. It's like, what do you do? Jesus Christ, D. You can't laugh. You can't cry on command. What can you do? So, anyways, I, I, the thing it only cost me ninety bucks, but ninety bucks is ninety bucks. I thought that that would be like, wow, this is a, this is. Oh. Using my brain on this one. No, you're not. That air fryer sucks. No, you can make grilled cheese in there. I can make grilled cheese anywhere. All right? I can make grilled cheese off the radiator. I can compromise. 
but nonetheless, I put it. Uh, I put the lasagna in the air fryer. Whew, the lasagna was good. The lasagna was good. Uh, I will say the air fryer is better than the microwave in certain aspects. It gives it a little crisp. It gives it a crunch, and it feels like you baked it in the stove. That's true. That is true. For reheating certain shit, you want to reheat pizza. That's the ticket. You want to quickly, uh, you know, just real quick get some chicken cutlets on the go. There you go. It's pretty good. But with some shit, it sucks. It's just warming it up on the outside. I need the microwaves to blast through the fucking inside of it. Get some radiation going. I need some of that Chernobyl heating energy. This fucking hot air is not doing the trick, right? We need some um, uranium-235 to fucking get to the core of this ground beef. Because I want my food now. Oh. Next, shout out to... Um, What have I been listening to? Shout out to Nav. <laughs> I think I've shouted him on the podcast. Nav is a rapper from Toronto. And I think he's East Indian, maybe Persian. Where's Nav from? Nav. Where's Nav from? Navraj Singh Goraya. Immigrant Punjabi... Jad Sikh family. Nav is a rapper from Toronto. He gets a ton of hate um, from the likes of Anthony Fantano, the melon, the great melon, who saw Son. Who's a great man. Hates Nav. Hates Nav. Everybody on YouTube for the most part, and I've looked up Nav, people, Nav's got haters, you understand? I don't get it, though. All right. Yeah, he says simple shit. He says he says dumb shit. He's his songs are good. He released a a mixtape with uh, Metro Boomin called Perfect Timing. It was fucking awesome. Cover to cover, that thing ruled. He's got a song Lemonade with Don Tolliver. That song's so awesome. That song is so good. Nav's doing all these collabs with these huge guys. He has nothing, almost nothing but haters online i don't get it man so shout out to nav nav's the shit and i've been listening to nav i bet i mean i haven't checked out all of his stuff but that perfect timing uh mixtape is so good you got the song minute you got the song uh you got that gucci main song is so good you know it is good we should listen to it a bit that's ah, gonna get copyright stricken probably but yeah, shout out to Nav. Nav's okay. Nav's good in my books. I got no beefs with Nav. I don't know what Fantano's problem is with Nav. Like it or lump it, that perfect timing is great. Granted, Metro Boomin, he makes a hell of a beat, so Nav doesn't have to do that much. But whatever Nav has to do, he does on that album. I remember last year, I was mowing lawns for this city. And I was listening to that, and I felt like a goddamn G mowing over animals. Squirrel, dog, squirrel, dog, cat, squirrel, all laid to waste underneath the blades of my Kubota. And the whole time I was doing it, I had Nav in my ears telling me that I was the shit. 
Not actually telling me that he was the shit and that I was a bum and that he was fucking my girl. But still, it was, it sounded good. So shout out to Nav. And last but not least, shout out to Tim Gray. One Tim Gray. Um, yeah, cheers, buddy. All the best in Toronto. The ball's on that guy to not move back to Winnipeg. In this economy, with his income, to stay out there and um, to chase the dream and to just find a new city, man. Dude, what a fucking G. The guy's a G, honestly. Good for him. Sticking it out. More balls than I do. If I had any fucking balls, I'd move to Portland. You know? I've been thinking about Portland lately. That city riots uh, because um, it's going to rain on the weekend. That city will riot for literally anything. And not just for like a little bit. You know what I mean? Like when Arby's closes down in that city, that city will torch cars for a week. It's my kind of city, and I should move there. Because you guys all know how I feel about riots and their value and their worth to society, which is they are priceless. They're incredible. And let me tell you, if this economy keeps going, you're going to see more riots. All right? Those couple of weeks uh, in, in 2021... I think it was when the Black Lives Matter shit was popping off and literally every major city in the United States was having fairly significant civil disturbances and it was all being live streamed on the internet. I can't tell you how, like, I'm going to think about that when I'm on my deathbed, how enjoyable that was. Sitting at home, being told I have to stay home receiving checks for the government and being told to stay home and drink your alcohol there and then just go online every night and have 16 different screens of Chicago, New York, L.A., Detroit, St. Louis, Dallas, Austin, Albuquerque, Atlanta, New York, Boston, and most importantly, Minneapolis. These are all on different screens, and they're all just burning. Seattle and Portland uh, with the brightest flames. I can't tell you how enjoyable that was. And I, I I don't know if I'll ever find that level of peace and pleasure again, but... One can hope. I mean, that summer really set the bar. That really set the bar. Man, that was a good time. But anyways, yeah, shout out to uh, Timbo, keeping it real in Toronto. And Timbo's the type of guy. Timbo's the type of guy who would not only riot, but he would incite a riot with no purpose. He'll be in line at a fucking Quiznos. And all of a sudden, he'll be like, let's burn this motherfucker. And everyone will be like, oh, hey, it's Tim Gray. That's Tim, you're a nice guy. Tim is a good guy. Uh, and shout out to uh, 
everyone else that I know who's been uh, cool. Shout out to Tyler at Rumors. Shout out to the old ball coach, Ben Walker from Ottawa. Coming back in town to fucking headline Rumors Comedy Club. And uh, shout out to all my boys in Winnipeg comedy grinding. Because I've said this on the podcast before, I'll say it again. Winnipeg comedy, and I know that every city says this. This city's popping off for comedy. We got so many comics here. Uh, Winnipeg's the real deal, though. Winnipeg's no joke. I'm just going to say it, too. Winnipeg, Winnipeg can hang with any fucking city. Canada, America. I mean, maybe not the giant ups, New York and L.A., like those flock cities. But I'm talking homegrown cities. You put our 10 best versus the 10 best from any other fucking city, Winnipeg will be up there no fucking problem. No fucking problem. And that includes Toronto. And that includes fucking Vancouver. And all the big ones in Canada. Fuck off. Winnipeg can hang with you. No fucking problem. It's like not a big issue. We won't even have to work on it, honestly. And a lot of you cities can't fucking hang for shit. You guys like legitimately suck. You're not good. So I don't know. Take that for what you will. But that's not a knock against your city necessarily. But that's just a testament to how Winnipeg is the shit. Winnipeg's really good when it comes to comedy. And the only people who don't recognize that are people from Winnipeg. For the most part. For the most part, everyone else across Canada is like, Oh yeah, man, there's funny people. Yeah, Winnipeg's pretty good. Yeah, Winnipeg's a good town. Winnipeg's good. You ask any Winnipeg, they're like, Did you comedy here? Like, where? Because you never get respect from your hometown. You got to move to cities like Portland and you got to burn a few fucking cop cars before anyone stands up and be like, yeah, this guy is funny. Anyways. <sighs> fucking great day, man. Dual wielding vapes. This vape is called lychee melon. What the fuck is lychee? Let's look that up quickly before the podcast goes. Lychee, it's a plant. It's a pink plant. Nice. It tastes like um, it tastes like this. It smells like um, the old uh, Mazda MPV that my mom used to drive, and that was the first time I ever drove a car. She let me drive that, and my family. My parents especially, I mean, they worked extremely hard during the day. So when they came home in the evening, they were extremely lazy. To get you as a teenage boy to drive you, to get them to drive you anywhere, was that that's not happening. They had worked all day. They're not driving your ass around. And we lived in the middle of nowhere, right? So, But I had places I had to be. I actually had a part-time. My dad's like, get a job. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I got a job at a gas station. Can you drive me? He's like... Come on. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want? It's either a two-minute drive or it's a fucking half hour or it's a fucking three-hour walk. We live in the middle of nowhere. You brought us here. Now you got to drive me around. I'm sorry. Um, so eventually their laziness just gave way to just letting me do a lot of illegal shit, which is take the car before I was even close to being able to even take my driver's test. And we used to boot around small town country roads. It was a good time. And I drove that Mazda MPV and it had an air freshener that tasted just like this lychee melon. 
brings me back to those days when I was listening to Metallica's Ride the Lightning and going to work at this gas station where I would steal a bunch of shit and try to act as cool as possible to any lady who came in the dump. That was a simpler time. That was a time before I knew about Boogie. And I didn't have to look at myself and my own shadow and try to peel apart that shadow and find out where that shadow came from and then try to integrate that shadow with my own being and not try to stifle these flaws anymore but to bring them up and try to work with them and put them to use and accept them and not only accept them, and love them but to not let them run the show anymore. But to acknowledge them. Recognize them. And allow them to be. And to look the shadow in the eye and be like, listen, you motherfucker. Stop trying to run shit around here. Okay? Alright? You have a valuable part in this organization. Of what we're trying to do here. But you're fucking our shit up by trying to take over. It's enough already. We're going to put you to work, but you need to follow into you need to fall in line with the overall strategy that we have here. All right? We've got a business plan, short-term and long-term. You're a valuable part of that plan. And it's going to be it's going to it's all going to work out as long as you stop trying to run shit. And the shadow looks back at you and it says, "Okay, well all I'm saying is uh, recognize me and put me to work a little bit." Find out where I come from. Just acknowledge me, you fuck. I'm a nothing in this company right now. And I'm thinking, hey, you're kind of right. So that's what we're doing. Anyways, I don't know what any of that means. But it means something. ChatGPT can explain it. ChatGPT does good. You don't need a shrink. You just need chatbot, honestly. It'll just give you, it just gives you the straight facts. Just gives you straight facts. Just facts. And you type, hey, what might this mean? Hey, I had a dream about this. What could that mean? Hey, you know, I keep having fantasies about this. What what do you think that is? ChatGPT's like, well, it could be this, could be that, could be this, could be that. You should go see a therapist though. I'm like, uh, who I don't need to now. I have you, chatbot. I have you, chatbot. I love chatbot and I love you. You guys are great, and um, keep crushing it, and uh, we're all going to die happy millionaires. The story's got a happy ending, whether you think it or not, all right? So quit your bitching. It's an inevitability. I love you, and I'll see you in hell. Yeah.